Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Barry Pasternak's Visionary AM Radio. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Hey, Denise, have I ever shown you a picture of my dead dad? No? Oh, you gotta see it. He's super dead. I needed to think about last night, so I galloped into a wooden glen and after punch dancing out my rage and suffering an extremely long and very painful fall, I realized what needed to be done. You're wrong, Frank. I'm not a kid, I'm a man. And I gotta get you better? And then I gotta beat you to death! Cue the Cue the theme song! song. Who wants to see me do a big ass stunt? Oh! There's a flavor! You're gonna get yourself killed. Well, I'd rather die than live in a world where I can't kick your ass. Have I ever showed you a picture of my dead dad? No. Oh, you gotta see it. He's super dead. I'm not a kid. I'm a man. I am gonna get you better, and then I'm gonna beat you to death! So, cool beans? Yeah. Cool beans. Good. All right. 2007, not too long ago. We had some uh, SNL alums. Well, actually, they were in SNL at the time. Um... Have their buddy Lorne Michaels hand them over a script and say, do something with this, you creative bastards. And so Andy Samberg and Lonely Island created Hot Rod. 2007. Akiva Schaefer did his directorial debut on this. And you have Andy Samberg, Isla Fisher, Jorma Taconi, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Sissy Spacek, and Swearingen Ian McShane. McShane is not his name. It's actually just McShane, but... You got a language sometimes. Um, mm, so a comedy, a comedy that has uh, found its way to, um, I don't know if you call it cult status, but certainly there are certain groups that revere this movie. A lot of kind words said about it. Um, and I personally love Andy Samberg. I, I dig his delivery, his timing. He's a good, good comedian. He's fun to watch in general. I, yeah, of course. I mean, I know it was a vague opening. How about I take a stance? (laughs) I I didn't know if you were going to go on, if you're waiting for us to sound in. No, just generating some discussion. I make a safe comment and then hand it over. So are you going to explain it? You want to do the setup first then before we get into, well, before you do like the, the thing that Andy Sandberg like (laughs) got, got really notoriety for was the shorts on SNL. Yeah. He hates pants. Well, but it's just that he's good at coming up with these short little ideas that work really well. Yeah, and he's um, got the Lonely that, Island shit. I'm joking. It was a joke. Yeah. Too. No, I know. It's just <laughs> like that was his niche. And like so you can feel like a lot of that in the way this movie kind of has those little thing, those little moments, those little funny things. But anyways, go ahead and explain the uh, the, the point uh, story. of Hot Rod. Hot Rod follows Hot Rod Kimball who uh, really, really appreciates that his dad was maybe a stuntman and so has dedicated his life to doing stunts on a kind of moped bicycle hybrid vehicle. Uh, And he's pretty bad at it, but he doesn't give up and he takes a beating uh, time and time again, uh, not only from his stunts, but also from his stepdad, Al Swearingen, the toughest bastard that ever lived from Deadwood. Welcome to fucking Deadwood. Um, And so... uh, Rod's dad, or, or stepdad, sorry. What is the stepdad's name? Frank, of course it's Frank. Frank. Uh, gets an illness, and Rod, even though he has a complicated relationship with his stepdad, he feels like he needs to prove himself and pay a convenient amount of money for a surgery. Rod decides to get big and bigger and bigger with his stunt career. Uh, and he meets a next-door neighbor from many moons ago, and um, she's very interesting as well, is played by uh, Denise, played by Isla Fisher. So will Rod get the stunts done and survive and uh, get Frank the surgery he needs or will he continue to be a bitch? Dun dun. Tight question posed at the end of that synopsis, dude. Not bad. Not bad. Um, So um, this movie doesn't take too long uh, to uh, (laughs) put in the first kind of really, really good stunt. They must have had some decent stunt people for this movie uh, to take some of the falls. 
like the initial bike flip um, jump thing that happens. Did you reinforce the ramp? No. And then he goes up, obviously not having enough speed, and the stuntman actually goes over the van and hits into the other side of the ramp. I think that's I a thought dummy. That was just a the dummy. Way, the, way the way the, the spine legs snaps and the legs fold, that's a dummy for sure. Yeah, is that the right? Legs just, right. I, if you watch it, I, I, you, the legs they they don't act like real legs. They okay, fold okay. like, but it still looks good. Or, and it, or they it really great. paralyzed a guy. Maybe that was yeah. somebody's make a wish. They were like, I love how he also movie, pukes. Stunts. I also like how he vomits because that is what would happen. That's uh, that, yeah. that's actually very grounded in reality. Like oh, yeah. the fact <laughs> that he uh, instantly vomits uh, from that kind of a uh, an injury is funny oh, yeah. and and yeah. feels believable. No, I love that he fucking takes major major falls on this. Like the and then. I like that it affects him like that because if he just got hurt all the time and then popped right back up, no problem. It wouldn't be as fun. I like I seeing feel, him. It's like I a jackass like sometimes. That's what I was going to say is this steals a lot um, from jackass and uh, obviously it's fake, but they're, they're trying to make it seem like it's like almost is like jackass, like that crazy people are doing crazy stunts. Um, obviously it, it's, it's more, it's fictional and not real, but where jackass, those guys were actually doing the stunts, but, uh, yeah, our super Dave, I mean, I'm obviously a little older than you guys, but also reminds me a lot of super Dave and that whole type of thing. They even, I remember someone, super Dave. someone makes a joke about super Dave. Someone calls him super Dave in the movie, which is funny too. I think it's her boyfriend. Uh, who's played by a famous actor? Will Arnett. Well. Will Arnett. Yeah, Will he, Arnett. At the restaurant, I think he calls him Super Dave. Yeah. No, babe, and, and, babe, <laughs> babe, yeah. babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> there's a lot of moments where they kind of just let the actors go in this. Yeah. Uh, like the cool bean scene. Yeah. Like they just take a time out, which is really unusual for even a comedy. To have like those kind of what would you call them surreal? It's not breaking the fourth wall, but um, no, it is just it's like, surrealist. I think it is. I guess it is yeah. like absurdist, maybe absurdist. Maybe, maybe. but there I would go. say though that a, a lot of the time, the things that don't work for me anymore in this movie uh, are the things that feel like they're inside jokes from the group, and like I'm not in on the joke, and so like they're such a tight knit group. They're like, oh, you know, that's really funny to us just like the three of us is this and it's just like that's great but it feels like i'm being excluded from something that they know that i don't does the cool beans is that like an example the cool beans is one that the guy dancing uh there's like throughout there's little ones and then oh that's interesting i i don't yeah. find them as private jokes i find them as bits and like you said before andy sandberg said it live like he's very much probably a uh like an improv um like yeah, and like guy originally, so that makes sense for this movie. I almost, I almost like get the feeling watching this now that I like him better as an actor than a than a writer possibly because if you see like Brooklyn Nine Nine, that Dan Gore and Michael Sheer write all of that, and his my favorite thing of his is that New Palm Springs, and that was two guys who wrote that screenplay, and Andy Samberg didn't have any involvement in the writing in those projects. So I feel like his acting, he's a very good comedian, but I, I, in short form, I think he's a good writer because he can make a joke that can last four minutes. But I don't know if sustaining a whole movie works as well for, for his style of writing. I don't know. It just, it just felt, there's parts of this that felt very disconnected. There's a lot of making fun of other movies, like, um, but there are older movies like Footloose. Yeah. It's just like, like it's got a very 80s like 80s revenge like kid revenge movie and the problem with that is the older that this movie gets the last fewer and fewer people are going to remember footloose and so so like people i think that's a hilarious thing even if you don't know the reference i think it is funny dancing his emotions away why he's yeah yeah, like yes it's true but but that's the thing is it's 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 funny it was funnier to me if i saw because i just saw footloose i thought it was way funnier because I just saw Footloose for the show. <laughs> so it worked really well for me this yeah. time. <clears throat> the, all of I the thought moves that scene was awesome. The flips. I- well, the directing, they totally, they, it's basically like a recreation of it with him. And he yeah. does that side to side dance. <laughs> like he, he's actually really good at emulating the things that Kevin Bacon was doing as well, which was funny. 
Uh, yeah. The throwing of the cigarette and the, the spitting out the beer and the he he does that really well, which was funny. I don't this know. Time I, I don't know if it's if it's just me, but when I see um, SNL skits or even like actors that were heavily influenced at the time by like being on SNL, that I find the movies are very skit like. Yeah, um, they feel and, like sketches. And yeah. I like I laughed a ton at this film, but there was also like a bunch that seemed like it was instead of you know mo- moving things along, it was just a skit to, to get yes. some people saying some funny lines. Yeah, and it doesn't. It just doesn't always work. It, there was some that that felt like it slowed it down, and I couldn't even tell you which ones at this point because they're they're just kind of scattered throughout, and so. I found myself like laughing a ton because I love Bill Hader and I, I love <laughs> um, Danny McBride. Like th- those guys are funny, but um, yeah, it just it just seemed to slow it down from time to time, uh, getting actually, it away from the main part of the story. I, I agree because I think the stuff that's my favorite in this movie and still really works is the stuff that is driving the story forward. So anytime he's with Frank, that stuff's all great because it's driving the story forward because his goal is to like is to beat frank and so like all of that stuff so relevant or when um uh there's another great like so when his friend gets hurt with in the eye bill Hader, and he has to go in the middle of the night and pick him up and stuff that scene really moves the story forward because bill Hader gives him the speech at the end uh at the hospital and stuff about because he's not a stuntman anymore or him yeah. buying all the booze in the shopping cart. Like, he's got a shopping cart, and all it's got in it is booze. That, now, that scene was too long, and they should have cut that way down. But, but those types of visuals and stuff drive the story forward, because you see he's in a low place in his life, and it's in a really funny and interesting way. But then they do, they, they, they seem to, uh, there's a bunch of sections where they just have stunts of him doing stunts. And uh, we know he's gonna be. Do- we know he's doing stunts to make money for or to get trained or whatever. But it's there's just too many stunts. Do you, did you guys feel that way? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, to be honest, no. I, I think there's only really the two big ones. There's the pool one, and then the other one. And well, there's a pool. He's, then he's there's like a thing training. Hits him. He's on. He's on fire at a kid's birthday party. Yeah, but uh, he, those are like small. It's a small montage. It's not like a huge time suck of these stunt. Like, but it'll scenes. be. It, it's and then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess for me so, it just didn't feel like it lagged. I I get where you guys are coming from with like like the, the SNL movies do tend to be very skiddy, and this does have a ton of that in it. And I agree. Like a lot of the best stuff is definitely where the where the movie's getting moved along. Like you're saying, like with the Frank stuff, or a lot of the other like moments with Isla Fisher or whatever. It's just it's good. Like genuine kind of comedy stuff the date this scene, movie's the date, also the, the right on par has, with itself the scene where he goes on the date with them is a great scene because it's filled with like interesting things happen in the story things things change for his character during that dinner and, and you get to know a, a little bit more about he talks about his father and stuff and she's like really sweet and what's his name arnett is great in that scene because he's so rude to Rod and then he meets his buddy and he wants to have beers with him or whatever. <laughs> and he's he's hitting on a girl at the bar. So much happens in that scene. So what I'm saying is every scene should be like that scene. But it's not. <laughs> so there's just... <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of sections that I get chunked up. And so one of my favorite things of all time and still in this movie is the music scene where it's beautifully directed and stuff too. But once again, it feels like it should be a digital short. It's where they're going to go to the thing and uh, they're walking with all the people and they're like, they're, ah, whatever. And yeah, I, yeah. I love that. But once again, it feels like a digital short that doesn't belong in the movie. It feels like it's just, it's just a digital short. And it's, it's hilarious funny. how it evolves into a riot. And it's you could end <laughs> it with him saying, I just was so scared. I just You just had to run and he's holding the TV. That could have been a digital short. Yeah, but that, does that's it how fit it had me. Movie? <laughs> that's how it had me going. Like, th- it's not like there's no structure to this movie. It has it has the key elements, right? Yeah, it has structure. To, yeah, t- yeah, to move through. Like, th- there's um, uh, there's a lot of clear conflict coming his way. Um, he overcomes adversity to, re- well, not in, a, in the obvious way, but he grows internally, <laughs> even though he breaks many bones in his body. 
and he gets his lady friend at the end too so that's always that's nice for him so it's all there all the ingredients are there everyone's for an even for an absurd weird comedy the whole him and is it is it whatever fisher getting together i don't know whatever it's whatever you thought you thought what the fuck held up with fucking helen hunt and whatever you saw that relationship as semi-realist, but you can't appreciate a young Andy Samberg. Do you see his fucking neck? Andy Samberg in this movie is in good shape. Yeah. And he's so, hilarious. But, but it's totally not pulls that, it's not that he's not. It's not that he's good, not good looking enough to get her. It's that she seems way more mature than him and that she wouldn't she wouldn't find his bullshit charming because of her how mature she is. She oh, it's think, a red flag that she wants. Do you him. know... That's you what know, I'm, it's so funny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, go, go ahead, Johnny. All the all the guys, they they just seem like they have childlike personalities. I'm not sure how how old everyone's supposed to be here, right? But I'm thinking like late teens, early twenties. Is that what it's supposed to be? That's what I'm guessing. That that was my guess because then they could be a few years away after high school to like not have seen Denise or whatever. Anyway, the guys. <clears throat> are they kind of all special or they're just they've been so tight they've been just kind of all co-raised in a weird way that's why their personalities are off for the humor of the show right but but i is it isla or isla i don't i don't even know isla uh, i'm guessing isla i don't really know miss or mrs fisher um um she's like kind <laughs> of straight uh, for the most part right but but likes andy sandberg so that's all good um, and then one of the funniest things that I think happens is that um, when he picks up Bill Hader on the side of the road and he's tripping on acid, he actually becomes like normal and starts acting normal from a human, normal human perspective. He, he like talks to Andy Samberg straight up. He says some weird things, but he's like very lucid and straightforward with how he should be talking. And then after he comes down off the acid, they're all like eight year old children again. There's all, there's a, also a crossover between Danny McBride and Bill Hader's character where they just scream at people like is at the top of their lungs and they're super aggressive and both of them do it. And like, it seems, you know, it seems like one of them should be doing that, but not both. It just didn't make that like they to were tell you the truth. I think that that first scene where, where that waitress at the place where he's like, she's like Voltron and he's like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, she calls him weird. And he's like, heck yeah, I am. I think we talked about it. That scene is, um, I think alludes to the whole, the whole thing of the group that we're discussing, right. Is that they just choose to keep being weird. They, they have that normalcy in them. They could live a normal life, but I think they actually like, there's like this freedom. And then they're also totally misconceived because Andy Samberg really thinks he's fucking awesome badass yeah so right. i think that there is some like like a lack of self-awareness but i think that they're also all like like willing to be weird but that's what i mean is, intentionally I don't think, but yeah. i don't think it is i don't think they can help themselves I, they, but they do help they could, themselves think, that's what john was saying but isla said like to, to rod at one point she said uh like everybody else like grew up and you like never grew up yeah. And uh, and but once again, I don't think she would see that as a plus. I think a girl of her maturity and her appearance and her upbringing would see it as a as a negative that he didn't grow up. She would. Yeah. She no, doesn't have totally. to be with the guy in the Corvette. I mean, he's a piece of shit douchebag, but she can a find Ferrari. a decent guy who's ha- has a more better maturity level and friends and and has a you know has a decent job. Well, I just rides around on like not even a good bike. It's like a pedal bike. Like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like her character kind of doesn't make sense. There's parts of the thing where she's super into their group or whatever, but it doesn't really make sense. And that's not her fault. It's I love her as an actress. I think it's just the writing again. Like they don't put enough time into making things believable, and so then it ends up coming off like. Like it doesn't have any gravity to it a little bit. She's jealous of their ability to not give a fuck. That's more attractive to her. Interesting. I, she than, says than that. the other guy. She, well, she says she that. She says that loud, exactly. But, but what and, I'm yeah. saying is, I think she's saying that, but I, I don't believe that her character would actually think that way. I think she would think they were kind of losers. And I don't think she'd want to get romantically involved with one of them. If she like kind of like hanging out with them because it was fun. But not to date them in a serious way. Even when I've she kisses a, Rod and then he like stops kissing her and she's like, what? And he, he's like, oh no, I like you just so much. You open mouth, your tongue. Like she would be just like, fuck this guy and walk away. She would be <laughs> like, oh no, I really world. want him because he doesn't know how to fucking kiss. So I guess he doesn't know how to fuck either. Like she wouldn't be like into that. 
It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I know it's supposed to be silly. It does for like, this movie, though. This movie doesn't sense. make any sense. Like, the whole so you have to Ebenezer put Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge and the bus doesn't make any sense. It's What's a slapstick movie. Do you yeah, watch Naked it, Gun and say that that doesn't make sense? This, this is isn't a slapstick Naked Gun, comedy. This, this, but it's but slapstick it, comedy. It's, 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 it's absurd comedy. It's not it, a straight movie. You're... you're, you're, you're discussing straight characters for a typically straight movie like you can't look at this movie under that same lens you have to accept you're walking into like a weird world the whole world is weird his parents but, never mention that if they both live at home we're like weird like toddler pjs and <laughs> like he fights his dad regularly and I mean, no one has talked to him about being the world's shittiest, like, fucking stuntman or the world's tallest fucking toddler. Like, it's this is a weird world. So I but think like, I'm analyzing saying, anyone's intentions through a normal lens is a yeah. fucking but, but I'm saying I'm saying that if you look at a movie like Naked Gun, for instance, that's a great example. There's never a point in that movie where I don't understand people's motivations. And that movie's fucking way crazier than this. And it keeps that same tone throughout. This movie has a naked gun tone for a scene, and it'll dip into a like more serious regular scene, and then it will go back to naked gun again. It's not oh, I disagree. naked. Naked gun is crazy all of the time, but also everything that's happening makes sense because the writing is better than this. So you can still be super funny and off the wall. But this is chunky. It's like chunks of things. And the characters are this way just for this scene. But then they go back to normal again. Then they're this way for this scene. But then they go back to normal again. That's I, how it kind of feels to me this time. It feels very that's interesting that disjointed. I, it, it, once again, that's my how I feel about it. I'm not saying yeah. that, that 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 is like... Uh, it's. That's my impression I got from viewing it under, the, unfortunately, the hold-up lens, which is a bitch lens. That sometimes shatters things that I like. So I, sometimes I don't want to watch movies because I don't want to know if they suck. Or they're not, they're not as good or they don't hold up. Uh, I can't control my powers. I, there's certain ones I don't want to put under this lens, I think. Clockwork yeah, Orange see, is a perfect example. I don't know if I want to look at Clockwork Orange No, you don't. Way. But I think that the dangerous thing there is that I think that you, you watch every movie under the same lens with the same expectations. I just think that not all movies need that lens. Like if we're discussing hold up, like this movie was never a, like a cinematic masterpiece. This movie was always weird and silly and funny in its absurdity. And I think if we're discussing what holds up, if, is this the same now as it was then? Yeah. I think the humor didn't age poorly because it's, it's not typical. It's not like a societally overwhelmingly like typical comedy like there's a lot of comedy strikes that come down and they kind of take over all the tv and all the movies with the same style but of naked humor, but right? naked gun and airplane uh well i don't know about airplane we haven't done it but naked gun is completely off the wall crazy comedy where like a yes. horse can come walking into the room but that holds up because yeah, the writing and the saying. care but I'm saying but that I'm saying, holds up because of writing. I think that holds up, sorry, because of the writing and the characterization. And that stuff is a solid base for the movie so that you can have craziness around it as long as that the uh, the train track is there. Then you can do all sorts of crazy things on either side. But I think this doesn't stay on in, in that zone. It, it, it doesn't stand in that zone where uh, of the reality of the characters and the characterization. I think people just jump around and they'll, they'll say things because they're funny, but not because it comes from their character is what I'm saying. Or they'll do something that doesn't come from Bill Hader's character, but just because it's funny. And they were probably spitballing and, and improvising and throwing things around. But it's not from a character. Like, none of these people are actually a character. They're just saying funny shit. That's how it feels to me. And Naked Gun, Frank is Frank. The whole fucking movie, and uh, and so is uh, Frank's uh, the guy that Frank's boss or is whatever Al or whatever. Those guys are the same with the whole movie. That's not that doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah, I guess I disagree. It's I didn't find the same thing. John, what's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I I I'm tending to agree with what Colin is saying. Um, that it, it there were like so many funny moments that I like laughed my butt off and I liked seeing it but I just couldn't shake the 
I couldn't shake the skit comedy feeling. And there was like some some bits that progressed the story going through the middle. Um, but ultimately, it did. It it does feel like kind of chunky. There's a lot of stuff that felt like it was in there because we just had funny people and, and we got their stuff. I feel like it, you know if you focused on what was here and made this like a 50 minute short or a, a 50 minute episode of something, then there's something there that you could do. You could do a lot of this. What happens in this movie? And stick with the funniest of the funny, and that would that would have been really cool. Um, but I, I also agree with Brendan that it, this movie's not trying to be. Um, it, it is. I think you are supposed to accept that this is just a slightly wacky world. I think the whole thing with Frank shows that because no one has a relationship like that. So reals. the scene, the scene where they show the movie at once again is one of my favorite scenes where they show the movie at the movie hall, and everyone is laughing at um, Andy Samberg instead of with him is a great scene. And then his reaction and stuff, and that's how he loses the money. That's great writing, that whole little bit there. And like, so there's great moments of, good, like John said, if unfortunately it's not a very long movie. So the shit you would edit out of this, I, I think it's a Humpty Dumpty for a feature length film. But, cause there are, there, the, all of the bits are fucking there, but it, there's too much static in between the bits. Because like, I the feel actors really are... horrible for Rod when that happens. Like that's one of the only times I yeah. actually feel for Rod is in that one moment. The rest of the movie, I don't really care if he fucking succeeds or not. I like Frank and stuff. And the fights between Frank and uh, him once again, some of the best stuff in the movie. I love when he rocks him at the end with the brick and he does the fucking shit thing or whatever. Like... I love when he tells him he's going to beat him to death with just passion and vi- and, and vinegar in his eyes. <laughs> and he smashes a lamp with, like, there's another great moment that always makes me laugh with Sandberg where he's beating the engine with a hammer and he, he, he signaled her to come over but it's pretending like he doesn't know. And, he, and then all of a sudden she says hello and he speeds up. <laughs> and it starts really wailing on it. And he's like, oh, hey, Denise. Like, there's, like, these little things. I, I really do think, like, he's a better actor than a writer for, for like, a long form. I, I don't think he's a good screenplay writer. I think he's really funny. When someone gives him something, especially people who know how to write for him, the guys who write for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and created it, they tailor-made that show for him. They wrote it for him. They know Andy what Samberg he didn't write do. this, though. So who wrote this then? I thought it was Pam, the Lonely Pam Island. Pam Brady. Yeah, Pam she, Brady she's, wrote this. she's usually a writer for the South Park guys. Oh. Um, what I do, I know she wrote the script initially, and she initially wrote it for um, Will Ferrell. Um, but then they couldn't get the movie, they couldn't get that going, and then so I, I believe what happened was that somehow Lauren Michaels got her to give the script to the Lonely Island team, yeah, and they, they took a crack at them. getting back into it. I bet you um, so, the script was good. Actually, I bet you the script was decent and they wanted to put their thumbprints on it with their humor. And so, and then the improvisation of other actors like Danny McBride's a great improviser. And so is um, everyone who was in this. Was a, like Will Arnett. See, Will Arnett's a perfect example. Will Arnett, every, we don't see him very much. He has a very small character in this movie. But whenever I see Will Arnett, I know exactly who he is and he never does anything out of character. Like that whole dinner bit, like all of those things, I believe that his character would do. Not one of them was silly or wacky. Who acts out of character, though? Who acts out of character? Danny McBride does. Annie Sandberg does. And that's their entire character. The entire movie. How would they they ever act outside of those things? They go. They jump in and out of what would be believable for what the character they've set up would do or say, just because it's funny or it's a joke. And so they have conversations that are that are really bizarre and kooky and funny, but they don't really make sense for who we know that Rod is or who we know is is Isla Fisher. They could have made that relationship more believable if um, they made his character more consistent and and feel more like a real character instead of him just doing skits on SNL. That's what it felt like when you watch his characters. He was back on SNL and he was doing funny skits, but he didn't seem to be consistent from beginning to middle to end. That's just how I feel once again. And I've never seen this no, before. No, of course. I, just... I, I know you're not stating other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah, nobody else is saying this. Guaranteed. <laughs> this is straight from me. 
I wonder if I if I would have had a better time with this movie if they had gone more into the wacky, like made the whole <laughs> world more wacky. Because that that as I'm thinking about it here, like it, it, they do try and um, uh, Denise's character seems to be somewhat straight edge, um, and so Andy doesn't play well off of that because he's so he's so wacky and and young or whatever. So. <sighs> there seems to be like this mismatch of like the seri- the more serious stuff, but then it goes like completely batshit wacky a few seconds later. So it's somewhere in the mix of that, that I think it's, it's weird she, for me. She's also a better actress in him than, than he is an actor in this movie as well. She, she's like, she's a, because she, he's coming. She's was coming from a different place. She's been acting for a long time and in features and she knew who her character was and like stayed, tried to st- her tone and the way she said things she stayed in her lane so she actually is one of the characters that stays in her lane while the characters do kooky things out of the out of the blue which is more of the stuff i funny the actors are all the actors will do a good job they do a good job playing these roles i think if if there's a mistake it's go ahead It's it's in the writing it's in the it's in the um just the skit bits the the stuff that's needs to pull this together is the more cozy cohesive story i think just could have been super super funny still um and just not felt as skitty it's a weird but i'm having a tough time explaining just because um you don't know what it would be like if you could make changes like that right if it wasn't as once again if it wasn't that as much that way i would have cared more about him succeeding in saving frank like when the characters are more believable and 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 they're more grounded and stuff, you it's easier for you to try and root for their cause instead of thinking it's all just a joke and it's silly. It, mm. Once again, it doesn't ha- it doesn't give it any weight. It feels hollow. So that and, is that is exactly why Naked Gun works. Like Naked Gun is a way crazier world, but everyone plays straight. Yeah, yeah. And they only play straight, which is definitely I think something that works. Yeah. I I don't know that this like. This movie's not a it's not a fucking cinematic masterpiece. I do think that it has a consistent point and that these bits do drive around it. I mean, we do we do always know exactly where we're heading and then the other bits are peripheral on our voyage to get there, right? So the structure of this movie's fine, the acting's fine. The bits do feel a bit skittish, but you also laugh your ass off during this movie. And I bet that you guys do too. Colin, mm-hmm. you were just a couple minutes ago even just like recalling some of it. And I know that we've watched this movie together. And if I and, and, I, and what I would prefer to, to do though, and yes, and what I prefer to do is I would, instead of watching this as a movie, I would prefer to like just go back and watch those bits because I don't think it works as a movie. So I would be like, I'm just going to watch that scene from Hot Rod by punch itself. Dance. No, the but punch you would, dance. The scene. only reason that's funny is because you've seen the movie. No, you like need the context singing, of the movie you, you to make these bits funny. You, you don't. You don't need that that musical montage about him going out of his house. If you had no context, that would be funnier because he's in a hot rod costume, and he's going somewhere, and he's saying, and his father's staring out the window and shaking his head like he's a loser. No, that all works without it being hot rod. That's why it's a skit. It's but really you'd funny. Never, you'd never watch that. It's just a weird like dance. Uh, I have, I have literally just watched that on YouTube by itself. Yeah, because you know the movie is my is my point. Anyway, if I saw that on if I saw that on Saturday Night Live, I I would be doing the same thing. Yeah, I don't need the rest of it though. I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch him like talking to animals or. Are all of that stuff like calling the animals? I can no. Clearly, they could all. like tighten the movie up. <laughs> How long is it? They as commit. It they, they it's an hour and twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, it's eighty-eight minutes. Oh, man, so. it'd be fucking so tough to make it feature length. Maybe, maybe you could do a one tenner. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. You don't cut twenty minutes off of that. So, what's everyone's favorite? You guys know what my favorite part of this movie is. What's your guys' favorite like scenes are? Uh, what are the things that really are that's you that are your favorite? Something that I love in this movie is that scene where they're marching down to go to the jump, and the whole the whole town erupts into that song where they're like, oh. "We're not gonna sit, sit, yeah," and then they're like, "Oh," and then it's like, 
like fucking somebody starts smashing that lady off of the wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, it just erupts into a riot. So that's my to favorite thing. To me, that thing. is hilarious. So that's yeah. the thing I watch. That's the thing I watch by itself on YouTube. And I, I even love the beginning when she's like throwing the blanket off and the sunlight's coming in. And like the directing in that is is like really good. That that's the oh, best yeah. directing actually in the fucking movie. Yeah, is is he that got, stuff. he got that done well? The the punch dance stuff is really good too. Up to where the falling starts because that goes on. Yeah, it goes on too long. Too. Once again, if you would have just fell off the cliff and like bounced once or twice, they don't they don't know to end where to end jokes either. Similar once again, you guys didn't feel this way, but there felt like there's some bridesmaid stuff in here. Where there's something that was really funny, and then the scene went on for two minutes, and he's just like, "Ugh, you're killing." Yeah, me. yeah, could have tightened the screws. Yeah, tightened so the you screws. Could have definitely kept some of the funnier stuff without the lead-ups or the aftermaths of the funnier stuff. <laughs> um, this movie didn't do too well. No, I'm not surprised. Uh, made for <laughs> made for twenty five. It made fourteen in the theaters, and then what? I think it yeah. Then I think oh, it made no. like made like thirty or forty million on DVD and rentals and stuff like that. So it made its money back, um, but ultimately this didn't really hit hard. And then um, yeah, I think in subsequent years people just kind of appreciated the wacky the wackiness of the of the humor. It feels like uh, you know so sometimes it felt like a movie that a bunch of friends made together. And and for yeah. that it's it's sometimes a really good time. That's where I get uh, that feeling of like a bit of inside jokes. Like I don't, you know that this he, the the joke is coming from somewhere. Like it didn't come out of nowhere. They just didn't make something random up. But you don't really understand like what the point of it is. Like there's yeah. three or four, maybe three or four little things. The cool bean scene definitely was one of them. Like yeah, but because that scene has no purpose. Yeah, yeah, but I've I always like never stuff. liked that. I one. love doing that kind of sound editing stuff. It's, it's. Hilarious. I like it too. But, but it is, is it for a movie? That's a perfect example. That's yeah. a perfect example. That's what they were doing. They liked the sound, that sound editing stuff, and they put it in a movie. Yeah, yeah. But that's not how you. Make I, I, I just picture that. <laughs> oh, good Andy, ones anyway. <laughs> yeah, I feel that Kevin and Rod would like. Like that's uh, Jorma Tacone and Andy Samberg would have just been standing there and being like Cool Beans for about half an hour. And then they get took all that footage, and they were like, "Hey, fuck it." Oh, that's is a that guarantee. is that the other lonely 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 island guy that's in it? Uh, I think he's one I of think, them. Yeah, he's his brother, right? That's a that's a, one of the guys. Yep. I don't know because if you watch that, what's that Lonely Island movie called? It's like Never Stop, Don't Not Stopping, or yeah, yeah, he's in that too. He's one of the singers, isn't he? Okay, so then he's one of the Lonely Island guys because I think he yeah. has two buddies. There's like three of them that do it. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Which is also it's, fucking great. That Lonely Island stuff is great. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. That's what I mean. I feel like those guy, those three guys are really good Sandberg's at coming up so with fucking like good, man. three yeah. to five minute. They're, they're good at three to five minutes, I think. They're really good at that. And then San, Sandberg's got his own acting career where people write for him. So fuck it. He doesn't give a shit if he has, doesn't make skits anymore. I don't know what happens no. to the other guys though while he's off making movies and they're not making anything. Uh, they're probably, they probably something. just hang they out. Pro- are making something. Uh, Chris Parnell's pretty funny in this in his limited bit with his tattoo story. Parnell's <laughs> always of, good. He's he, yeah. He's What's just straight edge and straight delivery. What's his tattoo story? Where he has the um, uh, the tattoo about the stealing radios and whatever the fuck his shit is. <laughs> what? At what is part this, in the movie? Did I see something weird? When he's, no, no, no. It's in there. Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, remember it. Does yeah, he he's got it. Which character does he play? He has oh, an AM radio station, so he's he's oh. like wants to destroy the FM and, and TV, so he has a story of a, a kid pissing two ways, uh, and then above them is the AM <laughs> radio <laughs> in the cloud right. or something like that. Yeah, and he's, he, but he tells it in like a super deadpan story, the, the, the only way that Chris Parnell can. He's one of my favorite voice actors, too, with all he's the so stuff good. he does in Rick and Morty and um, Archer. He's, he's just Brooklyn he's Nine-Nine awesome. um, for a little bit as well as yeah. Andy Samberg's girlfriend's boss that he busts for Coke. Yeah. And he's fucking awesome in that. Yeah, he's super so the, funny the, guy. You know what? I just figured out the problem with this movie is it's is it's jackass. It's a romantic comedy, and it's Lonely Island skits. 
So that's what this movie is. It's three things. And that's why it's not a movie. Because it's a romantic comedy written by a woman, it sounds like. And then it's jackass stunts and those guys skits. And it's a combination of those three things. But someone should have taken that and, and put, put it into a screenplay altogether so it was more conducive is what I'm thinking. We could we make this? Reach out. We'll help you out. We can get script, him on board. Yo. We can get Sandberg on board. <laughs> we do it. It'll be funnier now that he's older. True story. Hot Rod cool. 2. Cool beans. Hotter Rod. <laughs> Hotter Rod. <laughs> um, any, other, any other thoughts? Or shall we wrap this one up in a little bow? Because there might be some interesting wrap-up statements here. Ooh. Do whichever I am fine with the calling it. All right. Anybody particularly want to go first? Colin, you want to lead us away? Yeah, like for me, I actually think I just said it. It doesn't hold up because it feels like it's three things and not one. And like two of those three things I really like, which are the stunts and the, the, the skits. But I don't like the love story, which is the movie part of it. And so it doesn't, it doesn't work. But anyways, I still will watch this again or I'll watch it in the pieces that I fucking love from it that make me laugh. Like I, I would watch a montage and I'm going to look for this after we get off the podcast to see if there's a montage of Frank fights with him and Frank. And I bet you there fucking is. Oh, yeah. With like someone's lined them all up and I'll watch them all. But for as for a movie, I don't think it holds up. No. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Me? Yeah, sure. Uh, I do think it holds up because I don't think this is any different than it was before. I think that this isn't like a, it's not like a fucking typical movie. I think that this is kind of like a, I mean, it's a comedy. And if we're talking about it, I think it can come in all sorts of different frames. I don't think a movie has to be any one thing. It does feel very skitty. That doesn't take me out of it because it feels always very on theme. Um, I like the actors. I think everyone's funny. Even like the cool bean stuff, which I, for me, I mean, if you were to take it out of the movie, it wouldn't bug me at all because I feel like it's totally doesn't add anything to the movie. But I find that a lot of the other skits at least are fun moments with the characters, whereas the cool beans just really feels like that does feel outside of the movie. That feels like the guys that made the movie just having fun, which is not a fucking deal breaker for me. But if we're being tight about what could go, that could go. The rest of the stuff, I don't mind it. I feel like this movie cooks pretty good. Um, at an hour 28, it does start to feel a touch long. Um, so I do think that there's some cuts and tights that you could do. But overall, man, I think this movie's funny. And if I think it's funny now and I thought it was funny then and I enjoyed myself, who the fuck am I to say that anything other than holds up? It's I think the Ebenezer Scrooge thing could go with uh, Cool Beans thing, though. Those Dibenezer Scrooge sure. thing was like one quick line, though. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? And it about? shows him, and he's sitting in the bus, and he's holding a goose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was saying goose for everyone or something. I, I mean, no. So. And I mean, that, that, came out, that shit came out of nowhere. That shit came out of nowhere. That, no, that totally could go. You're right. It just, to me, it's Where like those little things from? are like such a small moment. I know, but I'm just wondering even where that came from. Like, I still am always, I'm always so confused. That just seems to I, come. I bet you that comes from that whole skit mindset where they're like, we need to figure out how to close the, the skit. And because a lot of the scenes are, are thought of as skits, they like put like Saturday Night Live endings in it. Like all of a sudden Ebenezer Scrooge is there too with a fucking goose. And then the curtains close and we're on commercial break, right? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Anyway, it is, Johnny, it is weird. Johnny, I, go ahead, man. I'm, I like would have preferred maybe more of the Ebenezer Scrooge type humor because it matches with the parts that I find are funniest, which is Danny McBride kicking the shit out of some guy after they, <laughs> they hit his van. It's it's funny. It's wrong, right? Because like shit happens today for reals, yo. But um, it, it's also hilariously funny. It just, it, it seems some of it just, doesn't match up for me the evenness that the some of the straightness of the love story which parts of how it unfolds between him and denise is cute um where he just like blurts weird stuff out and and like what's the how does she become part of the team he dumps a ice uh, a slurpee on her feet right like there's funny and cute bits like that in here but 
um, it just seems to like want to base some of this movie in reality and some of it in complete craziness. And but you know what is that? I never thought that this movie was anything different. And it does seem skiddy, but I laughed a ton. So you know what? As far as it holding up, it's it's it holds up. It's fine to what it is. I that's that's my I don't, point too. I don't think it's. I, I'm probably even less likely to watch it than Colin said he was. I would. I'm kind of of the same mind of watching some of the bit parts again. I think is fine, but you know what? There, I think this would especially be funny for a younger audience, like the the teen to to twenty five year old kind I, I, of audience. I, 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 well, maybe like 18 and you can get high for sure. You want to watch, if you can watch this high and you have access and you're of age <laughs> to weed, you should definitely. And it's legal. Watch this. Even if you're not. Get it's bad just like having a, a beer. Yeah, yeah this I'm is like, saying, and get ready for this to this be like, be. laugh at Bill Hader and laugh at Danny McBride because they're hilarious guys, right? And just don't take it seriously. Don't take any of it seriously. Like, Ida Fisher's in this to like to, to be Andy's love interest. So that's what she's there for, and that's what she gets done. So I don't really give a fuck about much else. I just want to see true. like more crazy stunts, more fights with Frank. Like it's, I I at one point I was upset at this movie because I I was wondering how they could have handled the Frank relationship differently because I find it so funny that they fight, um, but then it doesn't seem like that's a situation you'd be you'd be cheering for him to to save such a piece of shit but the fact that he you just got to think about how funny it is that he wants to pay fifty thousand dollars to get him better so he can beat him to death is kind of a funny twist of things so you know what don't don't take it too seriously um laugh at the parts where you have to and and um yeah i'd say it's absolutely fine for that purpose that an hour 28 fine i think that's actually a really um important thing there is like colin was saying that this is a romance with a bunch of jackass thrown in but it's not and about skits. the relationship and at all. And skits as well. Though. And skits. Fine, fine, fine. But it's not about, <laughs> that's not the movie. The romance isn't the movie. The, the saving his dad so he can like overcome his dad and like kill his father by beating him in a fight. That's the movie. She's just in there as a, as a side interest. It, but the movie isn't a romance. I just meant the tone. So that the, the tone is like, uh, like a romantic comedy But you said it's humor. three... I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's the type comedy. of the type of humor it is is like romantic comedy type humor, then jackass and skits, and so it's those three things. But and it's, it's hard. not a movie. It's like just another a weird thing. If I wanted conducive to conducive movie, it's not a conducive movie. Another weird thing, if I wanted to pick, would be that there's slightly too much going on in certain areas. Like there's there's Andy and Frank and his mom. Uh, Rod and his Frank and his and his mom is one kind of set of people that interact and have their scenes, and then there's Andy and all the friends, and then there's Andy and only Kevin, and then there's Andy and and Isla, um, yeah. and so it's it's just jumbles. Like the tightness with the brother when it's mixed with the group is is fine, but when you start to split up and do, you know, then him and Hater, it's kind of like smacks of um, forty year old virgin a bit, where the characters get these some of these extra scenes. Now the hater one is is kind of moves the story forward, so you can't hate on that scene too much. But just the one scene, but yeah, it's a really good scene. But then you know most of the other stuff, it feels like that's where one of the places we spend too much time is it. It should have picked. He's tight with Kevin, and the friends are more of a background thing instead of giving them a couple of focus scenes. Uh, but anyway, but like I said, it, it's the, the boys are just so funny, so it's fine. It's fine. And that's what I mean is they, they shot so much. Those guys are all like so funny that they shot so much improvisation. And then they're like, oh, my God, this is so funny. We should put it in even if it doesn't really fit or make sense or help the story. But it's really but that was really funny. Usually that would make the extras or, you know, the, the deleted scenes. But in this, they put those scenes in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just a matter of cutting. Right. You just got to yeah, yeah. chop it. Editing, if you fuck. could, Editing if you could chop this to closer thing. to an hour, I think you'd have something super tight and, and fun. I think so but too. It's and not I would a feature. Be fine, and I'd be fine watching. And yeah, but I mean, and also in this day and age, the, those lines are so blurred now. You could put on a one-hour movie type thing that's as long as a TV show, and people will watch it. Yeah, you'd post so it I on. Think, yeah. Length so I'm gonna really re-edit matter. this. If and it's good, right? I hope I hope we break that mold where like someone felt like it had to be at least you know 128 minutes to get it out there, and so we had to include these things. Otherwise, there's not be, enough there, and you know, in order for this C story to for, work, yeah, yeah, there's standards I, and the film industry for it to even be considered a film, and now that's completely vanished. 
Yeah, like this is a simple story, so it needs to be told simply. And um, I bet yeah. you an hour ten, this movie is tight and still has a it bit of the superfluous like yeah. weirdness. Yep, and oh, yeah. like everything is like cohesive and and beautiful. I think yep. that that's because it because it definitely can be trimmed. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Hour yeah, ten. Yeah, I'd love to right. re-edit this, and still, I still think I could re-edit Bridesmaids in a day and make it fucking the best comedy you've ever seen. A couple of people I know that listened to the pod were asking me the other day if you ever did that. And I had to say, no, nah, he's all talk. You got to do it, it and then we'll have a, we'll have a screening some night that will be totally oh illegal. Oh, my God. That would be a great <laughs> idea. That's the move. Right on. Colin, we all know how much you like editing. Let's see some. Let's get it. Let's oh, get it on. Well, for this, though, if it will be like a challenge. I'd have to do it in a day, 24-hour period. That was your bridesmaid claim, so let's yeah, see. Yeah, it. it was. That, yeah, that's whenever I, I start, twenty four hours from then. Yeah. Let's all right. See. Yes. Tomorrow at this time, let's all watch it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that'd be Go. awesome. It's not okay. Um, so that's it for Hot Rod. A, a kind of funny, uh, mindless, mindless comedy. If that's your thing, go for it. You like Andy Samberg, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Chris Parnell. Again, go check this shit out. Um, it's too long, Marty. You shoot too much, Marty. You shoot too, too much, long. Marty. Next Come week, on, we're going to go to more of an indie type film with Steve Carell um, called Little Miss Sunshine, um, which I think is going to do fantastically well on this show. That's my early prediction. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction. All right. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what our Instagram vote ends up being there. Then we're going to get into our October, folks. And you know what's in October? It's a scary season. So we're going to do scary movies all fucking month. Like yeah. it or not. I do not like scary movies. So this is going to be real interesting. Get me out of my comfort zone. Thanks you to don't, John? Mr. Brent. I'm not you a fan of horror movies real. in general. No. We have, we have one, we have one like slasher type thing, but there's definitely going to be deaths in some of the other ones. Oh yeah. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. I'm excited for it. I love getting out of my, love getting out of my comfort zone. It's what we should all do more of. So get, stay tuned for that. We'll be dropping them every Sunday at noon. Thanks for listening, folks. It's so great to have you. We'll check you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.